Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. A very pleasant good afternoon and welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, where each week we take a deeper dive into the stories and the ministries you'll find in the pages of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. I'm Steve Bertel. I'll be your host today. Well, um, actually, I'll be your guest host today because Sandy Jones, who usually um, sits in front of the microphone here, is is off this week, so I'm filling in for her. Um, it's at this point each week that we like to take the opportunity to thank the local foundation who has made the show possible for all you, you listeners and, uh, and possible through a generous grant that they've so graciously blessed us with. Uh, we have a great show for you today. Uh, joining me are our two gentlemen, Jim Winston, who I just met actually a few moments ago. Uh, he is the Treasure Valley Chapter Director of the Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers. That's a long title. Yes. Um, or, or FCPO, as it's, <clears throat> as it's known in shorthand. Yeah. Um, as well as Bruce Lund, who is the Director of the Community Chaplains with the Idaho Chaplains Association. Also a long title. Uh, so, gentlemen, thank you so much for, for joining me today. How are you today? I'm doing great and uh, absolute pleasure to be here. Well, nice to have you as well. Thank you for having us, and uh, just excited to share along with Jim. Yeah, it'll it'll be a good show. So, yeah. uh, Jim, my my first question. Now, you were uh, on this show a year ago, last August, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, uh, but we've got a lot of new listeners since then. So, kind of bring us up to speed as far as what the FCPO is all about and and what its purpose is. The FCPO is mainly focused on connecting with believers of Christ uh, in in the law enforcement community and also reaching out to those and discipling those who do not have a faith. Uh, Oftentimes, you know, in our profession, we don't always see the best of, of the world. And it can invoke a feeling of hopelessness and depression. Well, there is no greater hope than in life with Christ. Amen. Exactly. And there are officers that have a faith, and sometimes, depending on their department or the area of the country they live in, that's frowned upon, or at least you're not able to be open about it. And sometimes they get the idea that they may be the only ones mm-hmm. around. Exactly. And we want to let them know that that's not the case. There are many believers within the law enforcement profession, and we want to try and connect them and also provide some resources that are law enforcement focused, uh, yet Christian based. So it gives them some resources, uh, the ability to connect with other officers of the profession and help out our daily lives as well as our professional ones. Exactly, because obviously law enforcement officers are really all first responders, firemen, paramedics. They deal with, you know, obviously traumatic situations. You know, they're the, they could be the first on the scene of a traffic fatality or someone who has overdosed with drugs or, or have taken their own life or something yes. of that nature. Yes, and um, I'm, I'm certain I'm not gonna get the statistics exactly right, don't have them in front of me, but I have seen 
reports that basically say the average person might experience two or three traumatic injuries or events over the course of their life. Law enforcement, first responders, that number gets up into the hundreds, if not thousands, over the course of of a career. And it can be taxing for sure. Now, uh, how often does the FCPO meet and, and where does it meet? So our local chapter meets, generally chapters meet once a month, uh, which ours does. Currently, we meet at the Lucky Peak Coffee House at Overland and Eagle. Okay. Um, because at the moment, we don't have any quote unquote uh, home, home base. Mm-hmm. So we utilize uh, that location. And generally, we meet the second Thursday of the month at 5 o'clock in the evening. Our meetings run probably no more than an hour, very informal. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, because of circumstances, we have to change up the actual meeting date. It may be the first Thursday or the third instead of the second, but pretty much it's the second Thursday of the month uh, at that location. And we are in search of... Members. Kind of a home, well, members yeah. for one and a home, for I guess for lack of a better term. Okay. At some point, we're hoping to outgrow the ability to exactly. meet right. in a public yeah. forum yeah. like that. How so. many How many people show up at your meetings, or does uh, it vary? It it varies generally right now because we, we have a, a fairly low membership. It may be only four or five people. Okay. So. Well, let's hope we can... Increase those numbers. That would be great. Um, how has the FCPO impacted you and, and uh, especially your walk with the Lord? Well, for one, it has given me some purpose of ministry. You know, when, when you get called, it's, it's, about, it's about working for him. And everybody gets a calling in a different way. You know, Bruce is through a chaplaincy program, which is fantastic because we certainly need it. My law enforcement career is essentially done. I've done a total of 33 years with a couple of different agencies. But our service for the Lord doesn't end until we get called home. Yeah. And so yeah. uh, it, was, it provided me an opportunity to do that and to continue to serve not only our faith, but also people of my profession. Okay. Do you have a favorite FCPO story? Yes. Yes, I do. And uh, Sandy would probably be upset with me if I didn't mention this because she actually was a part of that. So Sandy and I met a few years ago uh, at the Parktacular event. We both had booths at the event. And um, I had obtained some police or some law enforcement edition Bibles. Uh, Some people call them blue line Bibles because they have the thin blue line Mm -hmm. across the cover. And I was handing those out. Sandy thought those were wonderful. She she thought the organization's mission and purpose was fantastic. And she invited me to an event that was coming up, going to be at the state capitol. And I believe it was being sponsored by Wives Behind the Badge okay. or Blue, Blue Wives of mm-hmm. Idaho. I, I can't remember exactly which organization. And I was asked to to come, and I they even let me set up a little promotion table. And I had some wives of police officers come over and we hand out these Bibles. They're, everything that we provide is, is free. Mm-hmm. So we were handing these out and uh, 
that organization nationwide found out about it and got was told, well, if FCPO is the source of these Bibles. They contacted our national office, who didn't know what we were doing right. out here. And the national office for FCPO got inundated with requests for these Bibles. And so I got a phone call from the national office saying, uh, hey, what are you guys doing out in Idaho? Hmm. We're getting requests, and we were told that you guys start are handing these Bibles out. What's up with that? They probably and, thought it was a virus or something. Well, they actually <laughs> did. They they said they had so many emails uh, one Monday morning they opened up. They thought their, their computer had been hacked or there was a virus. And I explained to them where we got the Bible, so they reached out and obtained a supply of their own. And last count, based upon that event, our organization has provided over 1,700 Bibles wow. to various people nationwide, uh, simply based on, on the request. And so, you know, God throws a pebble in the pond and the ripples Just watch the ripples. Fantastic results, and that was that's been a true blessing to know that our little event here had that much yeah. influence. You never know. No, yeah, exactly. Now your membership is made up of city, county, and state law enforcement officers, correct? Yeah. Yes, law okay. enforcement at all different levels, and actually, we also have. You do not have to be a member of law enforcement to be a member of the organization. Oh, okay. Uh, we. We look at them as prayer partners, basically yeah. people who are law enforcement supporters, and they may be family of law enforcement or just just a, a supporter. So they do open up membership in the organization to others as well. Okay, um, so they could be fish and game officers, or conservation officers, or probation officers, or yes. or work in the prison industry, or mm -hmm. or anything of that nature. So, Absolutely good. Okay, and your members are both male and female. Yes. Okay, and what does membership entail? So you basically would sign up through the national office. Um, I believe the current dues are it's a minimum of ten dollars a month and that provides you connection with a local chapter which just like fellowship through church fellowship through a local chapter for its members is helpful there are also a lot of resources that uh, can be provided to you both in printed form and social media that are available for people free of charge okay uh, as a member and so there are all these resources, a lot of which, of course, are law enforcement focused in it. So it provides you an insight on how to apply your faith through you, through the profession. Okay, good. Uh, Bruce, you've been sitting there so quietly. Um, again, you're the director of the community chaplains of the Idaho Chaplains Association. How is your group affiliated with the FCPL? Well, we just uh, wanted to come alongside them and encourage them. But uh, my main goal in the Idaho Chaplains Association is meeting with chaplains and encouraging law enforcement, fire, and EMS to restore chaplaincies in their organizations and, and or, or uh, you know, build up their chaplaincies mm -hmm. and help them understand the great need that is there. You know, Jim was talking about the statistics of... Uh, two or three traumatic events in somebody's life, you know, those two or three in our organizations might be two or three a week right. or two or three a month, 
And it is a, a huge need. Right. And now you work in addition um, to law, with law enforcement, but you're also working with uh, first responders, paramedics, firefighters, people of that nature, correct? We, uh, we really want to try to help uh, paramedics. Uh, the traditionally, you know, fire and, e- or fire and police have had chaplaincies established in their organizations, but paramedics, not so much. You know, it's a, a newer thing to uh, the organization of first responders. And so those that uh, are standalone EMS uh, not necessarily have had chaplaincies established. And mm-hmm. we want to see that change because they actually uh, probably see more trauma than, than any of us. Right. I'm still a uh, fire officer in our local fire department at Loman, uh, 21 years of fire service. And, and we see, you know, those horrific wrecks or people losing their homes and stuff. But EMS really, really takes it. Right, exactly. Because they see the same trauma, of course, as, yes. as we mentioned earlier. So what are some of the challenges that first responders face, I guess, both believers and non-believers, when they encounter this, this you know, bad part of society, if that's if that's the the terminology, or the or I guess the traumatic events that they're they're dispatched to. Yeah, because it's not always the bad element that we're dealing with. Sometimes it's just a a terrible event in everybody's life. You know, whether it's a vehicle crash or a, um, a suicide um, in the family, all these things that bring first responders, especially law enforcement, in, sure. into somebody's life. And you're not only trying to, you have a job to do, and you go into some of these events, and sometimes the ability to stay focused on getting the job done, and sometimes that requires being aware of, you know, getting out of a situation with your life still intact. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it just is dealing with, a terrible situation and you have work to do and the people around at the incident are emotional and, and, and falling apart mm-hmm. and they're looking to you to get things to done. Get yeah. And in the moment, it's easy to do that with your training and your experience. Once you step away from that and the situation, the dust settles. Then it starts to sink in. Now is when it gets into the mind. And in recent years, law enforcement and and firefighting, especially with chaplains programs, have addressed the mental issue about it. But for years, it was just all about the mechanics of go in, see the situation, do the job, go to the next one. Right. And they didn't get into how to deal with it mentally. And people in, in, in... my opinion, somebody who has a faith in Christ, that's a mechanism in helping you to deal with that. Otherwise, we turn to all kinds of other little mechanisms, uh, alcohol, all kinds of substance abuse, and, and all kinds of things. Well, the hope is to get people focused on Christ as that mechanism to deal with the tragedy. And, exactly. And move and be able to work through it and then live through it so you don't bring it home to your family. Right. That uh, brings me to another point uh, of training. You know, as chaplains, we are trained and, and being trained uh, to help 
with this mental acuity that comes upon you, you know, the depression, whatever it might be. And so I would be amiss if I didn't uh, ask people to visit our website, sure. IdahoCA.org. And we currently are running a chaplain school that is not a six-year program. Mm-hmm. It's uh, under a year to be trained to be qualified to to start helping people. And uh, that's one one of my, you know, initiatives is to, as I go into these organizations, is to hopefully uh, get some people trained up as well. That's fascinating. Yeah. Okay, good. So, um, Jim, how does, how does the FCPO differ from other similar organizations around the state? You mentioned the, the Blue Wives Club the other day. Yeah, well, obviously, Blue Wives are, let, let's face it, we have spouses of law enforcement that are male as well. And so those organizations have a tendency to focus uh, on, on the spouse, and, uh, which is needed. Sure. Because they are able to band together and, and get through the circumstances that come up through supporting each other. And, and support at home. Yeah. Whereas... FCPO, while we, uh, as we said before, we invite people outside of law enforcement, so spouse and spouses are more than welcome to become members. Our focus is the the law enforcement officer themselves, and providing them resources to expand their faith, to fellowship with others, and and to also to minister to others, and. Because while Bruce and I both have had experience in um, first responders, mm-hmm. his experiences are different than mine. Sure. His more fire focused, right. mine, is, mine is law enforcement. But we both will find, just as with, say, with military, those that are in those professions are going to give more credence to somebody else who's walked the walk. You know, That's exactly why we want to try to influence organizations to bring people out that are police exactly. or are fire or EMS already to um, get trained up as chaplains themselves sure. because they're going to have a much greater effect. Right, right. Yeah. Now, um, the, how many chapters of the FCPO are there throughout the state? At the moment, there is only one, our local here in chapter the Treasure Valley. here in the Treasure okay. Valley that is active. At one point, there were three active chapters in Idaho, one here in the Boise area. One was, I believe, up north near Coeur d'Alene, and I think another one was out in the Pocatello area. Uh, all those chapters some years ago went inactive. And then about three years ago, I started looking around to see what was available mm-hmm. up here, and uh, found out there was nothing currently active, so we reactivated the old chapter, um, working off of their their charter, and we've started from there. Good, good, okay. So we have just a, a few minutes left here um, uh, because time has, has really flown, but, but I don't want to be, uh, as, as Bruce said earlier, I don't want to be remiss about letting our listeners know how they can reach out to both of your organizations, um, uh, regardless of whether or not they're in law enforcement or I'm assuming regardless of whether or not they're first responders or mm. firefighters or, or paramedics. So, Jim, first of all, how can our listeners get more information about the Fellowship of Christian Police Officers? 
And how can area law enforcement um, uh, officers get involved? So uh, if you go to uh, the FCPO national website, which is fcpo.org, they're based out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, That's where you're going to see the information about the organization as a whole, what resources are available to you. Then if you want to find out about a local chapter, you can enter where you live onto their website and they will provide you with the information, the the title of the chapter, where they're out of, uh, who their contact person is for that local chapter. For us here locally, um, I'll provide uh, my email, which is jdwinston, W-I-N-S-T-O-N, 61 at gmail.com. And okay. if you reach out to me through that, uh, then I can provide you information about our local chapter. But again, for the organization as a whole, it would be through fcpo.org. Okay. And then... And Jim, reasons, how, uh, tell us again um, how people can get involved with the Chaplains Association. Well, uh, just visit our website, idahoca.org. Um, all our contact information is there. We have a... a fellow that's running the chaplaincy school full-time uh, involved with that and uh, you can explore our website and get all our contact information there um, it's just uh, it's going really well and we're really hoping it expands and keeps going good good all right well we're almost out of time um, did you have anything else that you wanted to mention real quick? Just just real quickly, I would encourage uh, any pastors or ministry leaders that may be listening this morning, if you have a first responder, especially law enforcement within your church or congregation, um, and you would like uh, some information about FCPO or maybe how we could come talk with them to help you help help your congregation members, please reach Perfect. out to us. All right. Sounds good. So folks, be sure to pick up your copy of uh, Christian Living Magazine at over 600 locations throughout Southern Idaho or read us online at christianlivingmag.com. So gentlemen, again, thank you for for being my guest today. Thank you so much. And I'm sure Sandy will want to have you come back. And another time to update us again. Sandy so, uh, is actually one of our chaplains at Idaho CA. Very tra- good. Trained in that program. Good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we invite you as our listeners to uh, join us again uh, next week as we strive to encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout Central and all of Southern Idaho. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.